everyone, and welcome to the 63rd episode of the Filthy Netdeckers podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Locked up in a world that's been planned out for me, I feel like a social tool without a use, screaming at me until my ears bleed as my co-host, Tony. Why don't you come to your senses? You've been out riding fences for so long now, and if you want to find us and mock us for our crappy <laughs> openers, I suggest you first complain to at MTG Tony for writing these on Twitter, and then, if you really need to yell at someone else, I'm at Darth Heretic on Twitter. When we were young, the future looked so bright. The old neighborhood was so alive, and every kid on this whole darn street was going to make it big and not be beat. But Nate, we were the only ones to really make it big. <laughs> Look at us now, multinational podcast stars. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to brag, but we're basically, you know, like the modern day Knights of the Round Table. So is this opener, you just literally woke up and wrote the lyrics to whatever song was playing on the radio? Close, close to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I went to work first and then came home and then, yeah. I mean, yes. yes. Well, it's not the worst opener we've had. <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh, I've definitely done worse than this. <laughs> Alright, so anyway, on this week's episode, we have hopefully four parts. We're going to start off with our FND 101, a segment where, like, we used to basically just talk about ourselves. You know, what happened this week, what we can, what we did. Uh, we're going to move on to casual upgrades, where Mythic Tony will give you a quick pointer to get better at magic. <laughs> uh, wow! Wow. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, moving on from there, we're going to go over to the Dominaria United Mechanics to get you ready for the pre-release and for the upcoming set. And then we'll move on to some deck lists. Yeah, sounds good. But before we do that, let's take one second to thank our patrons. We really appreciate the patrons so much. They are the people that help get the podcast rolling every week. They're the ones who say, hey, I want to be on the podcast and, you know, hit us up and talk to us and then bail on us last minute. No, it's fine. We love you. It's fine. <laughs> no, no, no. We, under we understand it might have been more complicated than you thought to hop on the podcast. We get that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people think that behind the scenes stuff is really simple, but it's not. Not to make it sound as good as I make it I mean, sound. Don't laugh. We've had other <laughs> podcasters come on our show and be like, wait a minute. <laughs> you guys go through how much stuff? To make sure yeah, that this yeah. is right? Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we go through a lot. And our patrons are the ones who help us go through that by, you know, shooting us a little bit of money every week. So if you, every month, if you want to be a patron, feel free to stop by patreon.com slash filthynetdeckers and become a filthy patron. Ah, love it. So, FND 101, Nate, what's going on with you? With me, well, today, podcast been pushed all the way back today. We're recording late. I had my niece and nephew today, so got to hang out with them, and I love them. They're so, they're at the right age where they're not, you know, annoying the entire time. You can kind of direct them towards things, and they're just, they'll go and have fun. We went over to the uh, Sea Science Museum in Manchester. Hmm. I don't know what that is. Never no, it's a little science center, you know, hands-on thing. They got a bunch of different things for the kids to play. The thing I liked was they have a giant Lego set there. It apparently is the biggest, let's see if I can get this right, it is the largest replica scale model that is um, stationary, that doesn't, like, move in the world. Hmm, wow. 
apparently there's other larger models, but they, like, break apart and whatever. This is the largest, like, scale of something, and it's of downtown Manchester's Millyard. Hmm. So it's a whole bunch of just mill buildings, which, yeah, can be kind of boring to look at, but when you look and you're like, wow, that this building we're standing in is that building right there, and it's all the big... I've, massive! This thing was huge! Over at the Science Center over there. And then, you know, they got the things where... You do the guitar strings with a rotoscope behind it, so the thing's spinning, and as you hit the guitar strings, you can see exactly as they bend. You know, it's got things mm-hmm. like that for kids. The kids had a blast. I had a blast. I haven't been since I was probably their age. Mm. But when I was their age, there was a lot... I, I remember that whole thing where you put your hand on the ball and your hair sticks up, and you touch someone else's hand, and their hair sticks up, and they didn't have that there. If they had it, it just wasn't working. And then I remember this whole thing where they put you in a rig and you jumped and it was like simulating gravity on the moon. Hmm. And they didn't have that there either. So I'm like, I remember that when I was a kid. That was a kid in the 90s. Why isn't that here? (laughs) Yeah, they changed things up though. Yeah, but that that was like a cool thing they had. But, you know, the kids had fun. We had fun. You know, they had the like bubble wands and we had a bubble wand fight. Because we're adults. <laughs> <laughs> we walk in and the lady's like, we got three rules. Don't touch the Lego set. Don't touch the uh, aquarium. And no running. So I look at the kids. I'm like, literally three rules. We can follow these three rules. Right, kids? Yeah. I'm like, all right, good. And she was like, you did good there. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's three rules. Other than that, guys, have fun. So do it. Climb on stuff. You know, do whatever. Just yeah, it's not against do the rules. These three things. That's all they want are these three things. We can do this. That's easy. You're at the age you can say that to them. You can be like, this is easy to do, right? Just don't do these three things. Good. Let's go have a fun time. <laughs> As they take some of the museum pieces and put it in their pocket. <laughs> they didn't say we couldn't take these home with us. <laughs> You're right. Three rules. You're right, kids. <laughs> no bringing people back from the dead. I can't kill anybody. Wait, that's the genie. Sorry. What about you? How was your week? Um, terrible. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm aware. <laughs> so first, I helped you move. Yeah. Last week, literally last week, not after the podcast, but after we did the little Dominaria United thing, we met up and you helped me move a couple items. I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. No problem. No problem. But your truck smells of bread. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought your bread truck smells like bread? Uh, that's what I'm told, but I cannot smell bread at all. It doesn't have a smell to me anymore after all oh. these years. Stale yeast is the smell. The actual smell is stale yeast, but bread is the nice way of saying it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, supposedly our warehouse smells so good. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm sure. I, I have no idea. Couldn't tell you. Mm-hmm. But as I was bringing you, like, as, as I was doing all that stuff with you, uh, my son was home. And he was like, ah, you know, not feeling good. And he was going to get, oh, God. you know, like his girlfriend's like, yeah, he tested negative. So he's just, mm-hmm. just sick. I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out the next day, nope, definitely COVID. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, ah, oh, okay. So did all my stuff and um, had gone to work and throughout the work day, I'm like, oh, God. Oh, oh. you know, like. It's not. It's probably just in my head. Like when someone says yep. they, mm-hmm. they have an ear infection, I'm like, ah, 
my ear's now going to start hurting or, yeah, you know. A l- little bit of a hypochondriac. Just a little bit. Just a little. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got home and I'm feeling like worse and worse. And I'm like, no, I think, I, I think I've got it too. But we had no more tests. So I had to call my mother-in-law. Can you run to the store and get me a test and drop it off? And like instantaneously it was said positive. Said you have to wait 20 minutes, but there was no. Oh, there was no. So <laughs> I was like, okay, well, uh, guess I'm taking some time off of work. Yeah. So first couple days were rough. Just fever that wouldn't go away. Mm-hmm. But now it's just a little bit of a cough and I'm very tired. Yeah. Still, still not gone out. Still um, so not gone to work or anything like that. Or is today your first day back, you said? Tuesday, yesterday, I went to the warehouse and loaded up my truck. Stayed away from everybody that I could. Mm-hmm. And was, like, dying. <laughs> uh, no. Just, I felt fine. Like, I feel normal now. Mm-hmm. But I'm just exhausted. And, like, little things are tiring me out. So just no. loading up my truck was, I was, like, drenched in sweat and mm-hmm. <laughs> exhausted. So, um, I just dropped it off in my stores and had, um, one of my bread co-workers put it up for me. He lives in that town. He's like, yeah, I can just stop over and just throw it up for you. And the wife and Max, um, put it up in a couple other stores. So I was able to just drop it off and go home. That's good. Today's my first real day when I went out mm-hmm. and actually like saw other people. Job. Yeah. But obviously all masked up and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it is what it is. I hear you. So this whole week, I'm just going to take it easy at work. Good, yeah. you should, man. And uh, yeah, you said you sent me your positive met thing, and I'm like, oh god, oh yeah. And I felt fine, and I've been fine, and so you didn't give it to me, luckily. Yeah, that's good. That is good. Um, uh, I showed it to my wife. I'm like, look. She goes, when when was he exposed? I'm like. I don't know, but I literally hugged him yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <sighs> um, so when I was helping you move, one of the last things you said to me was, Tony, by next Wednesday, you have to make Mythic. I don't know why he said this. I don't either. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, sure. I mean, I was already Diamond 2, so I'm like, okay, sure, I can do that. And I haven't had anything else to do since I'm just home by myself. That's a good point. You know, that I didn't think about that. But if you're at home with COVID, you better make Mythic. <laughs> yeah, so um, I hit Mythic. Um, only with like a 60% win rate or something like that. 65% win rate. Okay. Okay. But still pretty good. I've played your deck. Okay. So I can't cannot wait to talk about it. Hmm. Interesting, because I know um, Jim also. Jim is the oh, I know Jim w- did one who was supposed to uh, help uh, be on today's podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe he will some next week or something. Um, but he does not like the deck at all. So I have some very powerful emotions about this deck, and I've played this deck for four and a half hours, Tony. Yeah, that's a long time. I mean, that you've played it long time. almost as much as me. I played awesome. for five fifteen. Awesome. 
<laughs> Alright, we'll get to, we'll get to that during Decklist. I can't <laughs> wait to hear this. <laughs> awesome. Alright, so anyway, uh you got anything else? For FND one oh one? So we can move on to Yeah. We can move on to Casual Upgrades, 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 Upgrades. <sighs> I'm just trying to think of new things for you to like, you know, whoa, 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 whoa with it. Trying to think of more work for me to do behind the scenes, I understand. Yes, yes. But you're the best at it, so. <laughs> so here's my... Far from the best. <laughs> you're the best one on our podcast. That's for sure. <clears throat> so, uh, my casual upgrade of the day. And I can't, I can't really stress this enough. It's really what's kept me playing Magic at like a high level for a long time. Just make Magic fun for you. Um... I, like, I, I come to this point kind of often on my casual upgrades. I kind of say, do this to have more fun. Do this to have more fun. And I'm really saying it um, just to make sure you know how important it is. It's, mm-hmm. um, like, there. I may say it in different ways, but it's all kind of the same thing. Like, if you're not enjoying a format, try a different one. Not enjoying a deck. That's what I did. That's what I did this week. If I did not enjoy a format, I tried a different one. Oh, okay. You know, there's other things, though. Maybe you just want to play a different deck. If you're yeah. not liking your deck. If you don't like Constructed, play Limited. Sick of playing tryhards on the internet all day? <laughs> Call a friend up and play some Kitchen Table Magic. You know? Sick of playing tryhards on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> now, by varying your skills across multiple decks, multiple formats, with different kinds of players that you're p- playing against, you become a better player. 100%. And you're having fun doing it. So... Mm-hmm. Don't think you're necessarily going to get better by playing the same deck over and over again. You'll get better with that deck, but it doesn't necessarily make you a better player overall. That is true. So, did you have anything to add to that? I don't. I think you did. It was perfect, Tony. Perfect. I, I love it when you say that. Can you say it again? It was perfect, Tony. <laughs> unlike, unlike your opener. <laughs> your casual upgrade was perfect, Tony. Excellent. So up next, we've got Dominaria United Mechanics. Yes. Yes. Uh, last week, they announced a whole bunch of magic stuff. Like, lots of magic. The whole next year and a half of magic? A lot of magic has been announced. I, we were very excited. If you were a member of our Patreon, you got to come to an exclusive stream of Tony and I watching that stream and commenting on it. And literally no one showed. It was just me and Tony. But they had the opportunity to. But you did. You did have the opportunity to. A couple people did say they might stop by. Uh, We understand timing is weird. It was a live stream. It was a live stream at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Like a lot of people were If we had recorded it and thrown it up on YouTube, maybe we would have got some more hits on it. But that requires work. And we're lazy. (laughs) So... We will be going over just the mechanics today and not the whole year. But the mechanics of Dominaria United are really cool. Some of them. Some of them aren't as cool. And we've got some uh, returning ones, some new ones. So let's see what we got. We're going to start with a new one. This one is called Enlist. Enlist says, as this creature attacks, you may tap a non-attacking creature you control without summoning sickness. It's a very specific line of text. You yes, may it tap is. A non-attacking creature you control 
without summoning sickness. When you do, add its power to this creature's until end of turn. Like I, I said before, it's it's like banding. It's not banding, but it's like banding. It is a very worse version of banding. Absolutely. And I just, I don't like it at all. I don't either. I think it's going to be a terrible mechanic. Unless, the this is what I'm thinking. You know where this could be cool? If you attack with this and you tap your Magda Brazen Borrower. You give it plus two power and you make a token. Sure, you can find one specific case where it's good. Well, hopefully there's more creatures that say when this creature becomes tapped, something happens. I have not so that seen way you anything. Will have that. Let's because this is a dumb ability if not. So if uh, do you remember what I think what was it? Uh oh, shoot, shoot shoot shoot. The mechanic where when a creature untaps something happens. Yes. I don't remember what that was. But I don't remember the name of it, but if, you, if that was in the like set, that. I can kind of see this being an okay mm-hmm. um, uh, feature, but to me, it just seems bad. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. If, this seems terrible. If um, it allowed you to use a freshly played creature, I could see that yep. being good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I just played a... <clears throat> I just played my big 12-drop trampler that I can't attack with right now, but I can make my other creature pretty big with it. Yeah, seems great. Yeah, I don't see why you couldn't do that. It just seems silly to me, honestly. Unless Uh, it was too powerful with that. Unless it was too powerful with it, and they were like, we just have to make it so it can't be a summoning sick creature. And then to actually write the word summoning sickness on there so that if people don't know exactly what summoning sickness is, they understand the concept of you can't do something right away. But now you have to explain, oh, yeah, that is called summoning sickness. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think newer players are going to like that at all. They're going to have no idea what that is. Exactly. A lot of times you don't explain it as summoning sickness because they just don't get it. They understand you can't use it when you first play it. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. At saying it has summoning, it's called summoning sickness. They're like, okay, sure. But you don't even you know, summon just... creatures anymore. Now you just Correct. cast creatures. They're not even exact exactly. So it's. I honestly thought that word wordy. wasn't an official word. Nope it it is. It's been written on cards. Yeah, see, I didn't. I think it's the first one that I've ever seen it. The rules, the reminder text after haste has it. Hmm. Okay. At least I can, I remember I have a distinct picture of a raging goblin in my head. Maybe it was the starter set raging goblin I have a picture of in my head. Scryfall will tell me. (laughs) But that's what... That's what, uh... That's what's making me think of it as a Raging Goblin. Yeah, I just assume that if it's a starter one, that that was so long ago that they would have just taken that word just, out of the lexicon if yeah, it was. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, prints. View all prints. So, 10th edition says, Haste, this creature can attack and tap symbol as soon as it comes under your control. Right, which makes sense. It doesn't say is unaffected uh, by... I don't, by see a, I don't see a starter one, but they've got the beatdown box set would be it, huh? Unaffected by summoning sickness is exactly what it says from the beatdown box set. Yeah, but you notice and, in the newer one, they changed it in 
explain to, what it was. You may attack and tap the... Because using the word summoning sickness doesn't make sense. I get it. Right. I, 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 I just didn't understand. know it was like an official magic term. I always just assumed it was now yep. just a whatever. Like fizzle? Yeah, something like that. Fizzle is... It used to be a word, but now it isn't anymore. But pe- but boomers like us still use it, but <laughs> the young kids don't get it anymore. Yeah. I hear you. I understand. So I'm not a fan of this mechanic Agreed. at all. I honestly can only assume that I'm going to use this like a very few times ever. Correct. I agree. 100%. So after that, we've got read ahead. So read ahead is... Um, Basically, something that you only see on sagas. Um, It usually says, choose a chapter and start with that many lore counters. Add one after you draw your, after your draw step, and then skip chapters, just like a regular saga. Uh, Skip chapters. It allows you to play your saga on any chapter, Mm -hmm. essentially, is what read ahead is. So you can either play it on one like you normally, or zero like you normally would. Mm -hmm. One, two, or three. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll take the phasing of Zelfir. It's two blue blue. Um, the first and second one say another target non-land permanent phases out. It can't phase in for as long as you control the phasing of Zelfir. And the last one, if you wanted to put a couple of yours, like in safety, that's mm-hmm. great. And then the last one says destroy all creatures. For each creature destroyed this way, its controller makes it two two black Phyrexian creature token. So basically, you could just go destroy all creatures for Wrath of God mana, basically. But in blue, mm-hmm. but then they get two twos, which is actually what we had said on the podcast last week. Yep, yep. So, I love this card. I love this card. I love this read ahead ability. I think this card's terrible. Yeah. Yes. I think it's cool. I don't know if it's going to be competitive playable, but I think it's a really cool card. I think it's a cool card, sure. But I think the card itself is bad. I don't know if it's necessarily bad, but, you know, when you destroy all creatures and then still have creatures on the battlefield that you need to destroy afterward, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you've destroyed some 6-6s, six some 7-7s, seven and made them 2-2s, two but your opponent's still got creatures in play. Yeah, exactly. And you're a blue deck. You're not going to have a lot of creatures. Nope. And your, your target non-land permanence that's phasing out, you're phasing out your own stuff? So are you phasing out a creature for a couple of turns? You phasing out your own creature? Or are you phasing out an enchantment you don't want them to hit? What are you phasing out? Just for a couple out turns, with? yeah. It, it, the whole card seems that cool, being said, but I'm not the playing. The phasing it. of Zelfair, it's phasing out Zelfair. It's literally telling the story of Teferi. I'm assuming phasing out an entire city, mm-hmm. and it tells that story destroying everything and then black two two black Phyrexian creatures are there it's a great story you've just told in a card i love it yeah i agree um i want a card that gives read ahead to all sagas you control that'd be neat you know what i mean all sagas even without read ahead gain read ahead so you can play them on any chapter you want Mm -hmm. that would be fun too i don't uh... I don't know if it would make a good card, but it would make a fun card. It would make a fun card. Yeah. I don't know if it would be, a, like you said, I don't know if it would be a competitive card, but it would definitely be a fun card to do stuff with. Saffron Olive would have fun building. <laughs> sure. 
So next up is a returning mechanic called Domain. I remember I'm this. very surprised that they brought Domain back. Really? Why is because that? Because I'm surprised because of Chroma. Wasn't Chroma, was Chroma Domain? Didn't, didn't no, they already... No, Chroma's Devotion. Devotion. All right. It was Devotion, I was thinking, not Domain. That, But I was still surprised that it was back because I got it confused with that. That's why. You thought it was Devotion? I thought, like, Chroma turned into Devotion, right? It yes. used to be called Chroma. Then I thought they had done the same thing with Domain. I thought domain was an ability, and they're like, it is, it's an ability, but it's not very good. Oh, we fixed it and made it called this. Yeah, I don't well, think magic I've seen is this. just Magic is just so large and has so many things now that, you know what I mean? I just got lost in it. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's why I was surprised. But domain is back. Domain, do you remember the first set domain was in? Invasion. Invasion. Yep. That's my, I love invasion. And this, this set symbol looks like the invasion set symbol. I keep looking at that, and it's just... So, you want to talk about nostalgia getting me back, me personally, into the set. I started, like, really collecting magic cards was Invasion, so I love this. Uh Domain, essentially, it's a uh, flavor word. It doesn't really have a meaning. Domain, no matter where it's printed, will do different things on different cards, but it will all equal the number of basic land types among lands you control. Whatever the domain ability is. Like this uh, Noshiba Brawler, one under green for a cat warrior with trample. Its power is equal to the number of basic land types among lands you control. Its toughness is three. Hmm. So if you only have a forest, it's a one three. If you have a stomping ground, it's a two three. If you have a triome or a, we're not going to name them triomes even though we should have. It's a (laughs) three three. Yep. You know, if you have all five basic land types, it's a 5-3 for two mana. Not terrible. No, no, that's and a pretty good one. Do you notice that what's in this picture? Right above his arm there? The coalition relic The flag? symbol of the yeah. coalition, the, which is the invasion symbol, which is kind of like this set symbol. I, it's something from invasion block. This was hidden in a whole bunch of the background of the cards in invasion block. So I've been looking for it. So when I see it, it pops right out to me. It's like a Where's Waldo book, you know, just that red and white pops out every time you see it. Even Mm -hmm. if it's not really Waldo, those those shapes always pop out to me now in Magic Cards. Yeah, I really like a lot of the art in this set. It's very, like, throwback-y. Very classic Magic Cards. Very classic when I was playing Magic at the uh, CAF in high school. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> this definitely has high school vibes mm-hmm. uh, um, even oh. even the thing we're going and talking about next one of my big things in Apocalypse was they had these creatures called Anavolvers and Just they Volvers. had Volvers, Anna yeah. was like one of them but yeah. they had two different color things that gave them abilities and this new multi-kicker shenanigan we were about to talk about reminds me of that too <laughs> chicanery shenaniganry it's a real word i looked it up <laughs> uh so yeah kicker is back kicker is back kicker's always back kicker's never left yeah i know you love to say that but uh cleave is kicker okay you cannot tell me cleave is not kicker Similar. That was the that was the last time I said it's just kicker. 
Yeah. Was Cleve, because Cleve is literally just kicker. The thing they, they they did mix it up a little bit this time. They were you know, sure they did. Just well, you can play it and or so kicker and or colors. Yes, and I like that it's yeah. two different colors. That's two different new. colors, and usually sometimes it'll say if you pay this cost, you do this. If you pay mm-hmm. this cost, like if you played black, something happens. Mm-hmm. If you played red, something happens. So if you can pay both, like different things will happen. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the it's not multi-kicker, because multi-kicker would say, would give you a number and you can kick that as many times as you want. Right, true. And it's not regular kicker, because kicker is only once. It's twice. <laughs> you up, get it. Up to twice, yeah. Up to twice, yeah. You can you can get just the regular. You can kick it once. You can kick it twice, but no more. You cannot <laughs> kick it anymore. It's like double kicker, but not really... It's a weird kicker variant that they could have easily named kicker and named something else and everyone would have went, yeah, it's just kicker. Yeah, but within, uh, like a Dominaria set, don't you have to have kicker? You you have to call it kicker. Yeah. yeah. And now we've said that word so much, it sounds weird. It does. <laughs> the, weir- the word kicker officially sounds weird to my lips. Yeah. I was listening to another podcast this week and they were talking about classes. You know, and all, like, they were explaining every different class, like, you know, bard class, monk class, and I'm like, after three or four or five minutes of them talking like that, I'm like, class, class, it's such a weird word. (laughs) I literally had, like, are we using the right word? Is it kicker? K-I-C-K, it's such a weird word. Kicker. I said kicker too many times now. Oh, Oh boy. But it's good. Yep. Like you said, you can't come back to Dominaria and not have Kicker. That's really the way it feels. It, it's mm-hmm. such a Dominaria-centric. Mm-hmm. So. And if you've played Magic for any amount of time, you've seen Kicker. Mm-hmm. This is not this is not new at all. It's certainly something that'll be coming back in the future as well. So. Uh, and something else that's going to be coming back in the in the future. They uh, Morrow's teaser we talked about last week mentioned a new type of counter that was going to become evergreen, and this is it. And I both enjoy and dislike this. Yeah, um, the card that we have here is called Impede Momentum. It's a sorcery, one in a blue, tap target creature, and put three stun counters on it. If a permanent with a stun counter would become un would become untapped, remove one from it instead. Scry one. This this card also lets you scry one. I really like this mechanic. I I do too. I think it's okay. really interesting. I like the idea of freezing a creature. Right, which we've, that's we've had we've that for a long time. Sleep mate putting it to sleep. Mm-hmm. We're just now officially calling it stunning. And we're now officially, because this is what's going to be from now on, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. From now on, we're, this is it. We're never going to see... It doesn't untap next turn. Sleep. Sleep. That actual card will never get reprinted again. They will instead do two colorless, two blue, put a stun counter on all of your opponent's creatures, right? Yes. Yep. So I, I enjoy that. It is very flavorful. I get that. On the other hand... Solemnity. <laughs> That's On awesome. the other hand, proliferate. 
Yeah, proliferate now really there's, fits with this, yeah. Now there's other things that can be done with it that either make it better. Polyf- I love this with proliferate. I want to. Oh, yeah, of course. I hope, I hope there's some good sort of stun counter stuff that I can put in my Teferi Commander deck that I have. Polyf- that I have. Um, the thing that allows you to. Every time you cast a spell, you proliferate. I can't think of the name of the card. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about, the blue one. Obviously. The blue one. And and I just proliferate onto something with a stun counter, and now that's never going to attack ever again? Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love that idea. That's great. On the other hand, they have Solemnity out, and the whole point of your card is to stun something. Your card doesn't do anything now. Where, if it was written the old way, it would still do something. So, like I said, I both enjoy and dislike it, leaning more towards the enjoy. Leaning yeah. way towards more, this is a great ability and I love it. See, I love, every, I love everything about it. Even with if someone does have the Solemnity, that's just kind of like a cool, hey, I got you this time. You know, it's fun. I, I, I very yeah. much like that. Yeah. I, and I, it's one of those things, like too. Said, definitely <laughs> more on the love it. Where uh, they're going to have a Vorinclex in play. You're going to cast this, and you're going to stun something. And it's mm-hmm. not going to work. <laughs> yeah. And people are going to get so mad. On Arena? Yep. Yeah. 100%. They're not going to know why it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's what Vorinclex does, so... <laughs> oh, every time. Yeah, I remember playing Vorinclex in Standard, dropping Vorinclex, and my opponent would be like, I've got the answer. Ugin... Ooh. Mm. Wait. Mm. Why, why does my Ugin have a three on it? I can't do anything with that. Scoop. Yep, yep, that's how that went. Yep, so I think that's what's going to happen a lot. I mean, uh, I agree. he's not going to be in standard anymore, right? He's uh, shifting Alpine? out. Yeah. Is that one of the sets that's leaving? Goldspan Dragon? Yeah, it's got to be. That also means Magda is rotating, and Magda would be great with this uh, enlist <laughs> ability, so there goes that into Pioneer Sla- I mean... Uh, what is it there? Explorer slash historic. Mm-hmm. All right. That, that's all the new stuff for Dominaria. Yeah. That's all the new, all of the stuff that we're getting. I'm excited for this set. Oh, some of the stuff they've come out with is gorgeous. Oh, I yeah. I cannot wait until we talk about our cards. So we're doing that next week, right? We'll be going over all the different cards. If all of the cards are out or, by next week, yes, sir. It should be out by next week. Yeah, yeah. so we will be doing that next week. I'm excited for that. <laughs> to our top uh, ten. Our top number of cards. <laughs> we always say Tony, ten. And Tony's then I not going to come with ten. And with this set, Nate's not going to come with ten. And Tony's going to be like, why this card? And I'm going to be like, well, let me explain to you, Tony. The entire history of this. Yeah, but Nate... The card is crap. Yes, but Tony, the story of the card is amazing. You'll be like, yes, but this card is crap. I'm like, yeah, but the story of the card's crap, Tony. That's next week on the Filthy Net. <laughs> <laughs> that is 100% what's going to happen. I'm going to come in there with, with all the highly competitive cards and be like, oh, no, this is great. This is great. And I'm going to be like, look, you can see the su- in the picture, you can see the uh, symbol of the coalition. <laughs> and because it's in this form. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Uh, deck lists. Ooh, so, deck lists, yes. Uh, uh, my buddy Tony made a Mythic this week. Hey, that's he right made, again. He made Mythic in Alchemy? 
because I enjoy alchemy. I've been saying that this whole time. So, like I said, I switched it up. My I've been playing that same... What do you call it? That same, same 60 angels cards? list. Oh, okay, I see, yeah. That same angel list for so long and not getting anywhere. 58% win rate, 146 and 105. That's my win rate with that deck, total. Hmm. In the last, whatever, current set? Current season? What about current season? 95 and 75 this season with that deck. So it like, it even straight out for me and I mm -hmm. was not gaining. So I tried to find some other decks, went 0-8 with a discard deck. We talked about that (laughs) last week. Last week I said it was 0-7 and now we're 0-8. Yep, that's right. Found a zombies list, a black-white zombies list with Champion of the Parish, returned to the ranks to return all of these small zombies back. Went 0-3 and went, nope, this deck is not fun. Moving on. <laughs> Found a couple other decks. And when Tony said he made Mythic, I went, all right, I guess I'm switching from Explorer because this is Explorer, 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 Explorer. Yep, these are all Explorer decks. And then I'm like, all right, let's see if a different format works because I'm not making it. So, Tony, why don't you talk about your deck before sure. I give you my very strong opinion on it? <laughs> Um, it starts with four Lunark Veteran, three Angel of Unity, four Voice of the Blessed, four Prosperous Innkeeper, three Trail of Sour the Moon Dancer, uh, four Inspiring Overseer, four Righteous Valkyrie, four Cabaretty Revels, four Inquisitor Captain, and two Jetmere Nexus of Revels, and a bunch of lands. And a bunch of lands, none of which are basic. That's true, yeah. Um, a whole bunch of which only produce one color, even though they're not basic. They can only ever produce one color. Yeah. Yep, Whether yep. you need both white and red or not, it's still only going to produce one of those two colors for you. Yes, that is correct. And never when you want it to produce those colors. Hmm. I have not had that issue. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> How do you play something? Ter- How do you play a Lunark Veteran turn one? And a Cabaretti Revels turn three. I never play Inquisitor Captain on turn one. It never happens. Inquisitor. Or no, uh, Lunar Veteran. veteran. Yeah, yeah, I don't play Inquisitor him on turn Captain. One. How do you win two turns, three turns behind every game? Three. I, I don't know what you mean. Like, generally, if if they're ahead. What I mean. What I mean is, you're not doing anything on turn one. Your opponent has already hit you for four damage before you've even done anything. Your or opponent has hit you for nine damage because they've played 18 of those double team 1-1 one, one tieflings. Oh, you just block those things right away. You throw it out. You can't block it if you don't play it until <laughs> turn two, Tony. They're all already hit you too many times. Yeah, usually on turn two, I would throw down... Mono red, the, mono red. Uh, Prosper Keeper or the Angel of Unity at that point. Just throw it right Apparently, in front of it. Apparently, I got better with mono red. Six and five against mono red right now. Ooh, see? Against mono red, that's my number one... Um, the other the number one deck that I see. I'm 11 and five. With a 69% win rate. That's the number one deck I see. I'm 6-5 and five with a 55% win rate. Yeah, so you're better than 50-50 against him. 
Because once you start gaining life, they can't keep up. I've played this deck for four and a half hours. There is a point in the game where you have won. Period. There's really not too much your opponent can do if you have three Cabaretti Rebels in play. Blow up my board. One creature. Now I have five creatures. See, I almost I almost never have three Cabaretti Rebels in play. One I've is played games, dude. I've played some games with this deck. Alright, so I'll, I'll be honest. I'll break this down for you. I played it that day for 24 matches. Okay. This one game alone... Lasted me one hour. What? <laughs> That's what this says right here. One hour, dude. That, and that... I sat here and played. It wasn't like I walked away from my computer. This was one hour, and then I moved into my next game, which was only three minutes. Eight and 16. I I went loss, <laughs> win, loss, loss, win. Loss, 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 loss. And my wife says to me, my wife says to me today, are you going to yell at Tony about his deck the way you were yelling at your computer the other night, Nate? And I went, I don't know, Danny. I just might have to. I I have not had that bad of a streak ever on this. I lost against Mono Red twice in a row. It was the same player. So bad. So, uh... Yesterday, I went back and I played it again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 2-0. Okay, there you go. Went and played it again. I went, let's see, I lost that game, so I went, that with that 2-0 was win-win. After that, I went win-win-win-win-win-win. The actual hell, Tony. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I went on an eight-game win streak. With the, I don't know. I literally, I have no idea. It was a little bit of me going. You know what? Cabaretti Revels are bust. Okay. Is that how you play the deck? I don't know. Cabaretti Revels are bust, and. It wasn't exactly Cabaretti Rebels or Bust. If I could do a Lunark Veteran into a Voice of the Blessed or a Trellisar of the Moon Dancer, I would keep that hand as well. Yeah, yeah. But if so. it didn't have that or a Cabaretti Rebels, gone. Get rid of that hand. I want a new one. Is essentially how I got through that and how I've been playing the deck. But after that, I went on a four loss, four loss streak followed by a three win streak. So total, all being said said and done, I am at a 49% win rate with this deck, 68 on the play, and 40 on the draw. At one point, it said 27% on the draw, and I just went, fine, fine. Oh, look at this, I'm on the draw. I've already lost this game. <laughs> already lost this game. I only have a 27% chance of winning. Great. See, that's why you shouldn't think that. <laughs> and my wife is in the next room building Legos or something going, oh my God, he's yelling at the computer again. And I'm not yelling at the computer. I'm yelling at you, Tony. See, uh, on the play is definitely a better uh, match. Because I have a 78% win rate on the play. If I'm on the play, I feel like I'm going to win. On the draw, I'm only 53%. And like you said, you don't play the Lunark Veteran turn one. No, I, I almost never, ever play that. Unless Lunar all my veteran is a one drop, it's a you want it, that should be played turn one every game, not with this deck. 
No. I like no. to play it turn four after they do Cabaretti Rebels. Yeah? Yeah, because then I'm playing a two-drop getting that out of my library. I don't ever actually want to cast the Lunar Feather. You, you don't really want to cast it, no. no. I do like having some stuff early in the battlefield. I wish there was a couple more one-drops that gained you life. Yep. I wish there was, like, either Prosperous Innkeeper at one, though. Because there's enough two-drops in this deck, but there's not enough one-drops in this deck. See, the thing you had said earlier about the um, the mana being an issue... The Prosperous Innkeeper fixes all that for me. The Prosperous Innkeeper has helped. And knowing that you need a red mana almost always helps. Mm -hmm. You've got to remember Cabaretti Revels is red, red. And so you, when playing lands out, if you don't have the Jetmere's Garden, you need to make sure you're playing double red. Yes, yep. In case you draw it. you In case you draw it. Even mm -hmm. if you don't have it, you need to make sure. And that was something that in four and a half hours of play, I had to learn. You know? Cause See, I was for me, in, I always want to make sure I can cast that. Or I have the innkeeper to have that treasure to be the to extra be red to, mana, just in case. To be the extra. Exactly. And, and some of the games literally came down to... Board stall into. I'm gonna play a creature, find another creature, gain four life, gain another four life, strike eight to help find me that Jetmere because Jetmere <laughs> is your final. Oh yeah, yeah. If you if you play Jetmere, he generally will win you the game right then. And it's just find Jetmere, stride to the bottom. Is that a voice of the blessed? Nope, at the bottom. Is that a righteous mm -hmm. Valkyrie? Nope, at the bottom. Is that an Inquisitor captain? Right at the bottom, I'm looking for Jetmere. Jetmere is what's going to win it for you. I don't know. Those other two, the Valkyrie or the Inquisitor Captain. The, the, I, I've just had games where it was outright, it needed to be Jetmere okay, or yeah. Bust. I have had that also. It, it, the board, the only way I'm getting through their board state, it was some sort of deck with, I don't know any of these alchemy cards. It gives every creature in your hand when it enters the battlefield, you get a human or you get like a 1-1. One, one, okay. And then they teleportation circled on it. <laughs> and then gave one creature in their hand when it enters the battlefield, make three 1-1s. One, and then teleportation circled that. Ouch. And I just had, it was a board stall out. Like even the air mm -hmm. wasn't Is this the hour through. long game? I forget. No, I don't think it was the hour long game. Let's see what was played in the hour long game. There's no way this game was actually an hour long. Yeah, no way. No way. Because I lost this and it was Jinga Taxian, Burn Down the House, Ashanti the Blazing Sky, Immerstrom Predator, Sanguine Brushstroke. I don't think this deck, this game was actually an hour long. I have a 16 minute and a 14 minute long game and that's it. That's the longest. I have an 18 minute long game here. This was, there's an all color dragons deck. Hmm. And... They managed to get four Goldspan Dragons into play. Wow. Two Wrathful Red Dragons? <laughs> oh, yeah. I played against the Wrathfuls. When a dragon you control is dealt damage, it deals that much damage to any target that isn't a dragon. They had two of these in play. Mm-hmm. 
So anytime I dealt damage to any of their dragons, it was going to deal double damage. I was gaining so much life this game, and they would they weren't really swinging into me because if they swung in, I was going to be able to swing into them. Mm-hmm. So it literally came down to me finding Jetmere to give everything double strike, trample, and vigilance because I had enough creatures at that point that that did all three. And then it was the... What the first strike damage killed them with the trample. Trample nice. and first strike killed them so that none of that dragon damage yep. ever actually hit me. But that was a game. I think I had a very similar game to that. But it wasn't against five color dragons, but they had multiple wrathful dragons, and all my mm-hmm. creatures were too big to hit him and not die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I have both hated and enjoyed this deck. This deck you've I feel like there's a little bit of a learning curve to it. Okay. I needed a learning curve to it. Yep. You know, like you said, Lunark Veterans a turn one play almost every single deck. Not this one. Not this one. Like, I don't I need... really want to cast it, except as a, a side later in the game. Correct. Make sure you keep your two red mana out to so that you can cast Cabaretti Revels. Think about red mana. Don't just look at the cards in your hand and go, I need double white or I need green and white. You need red mana. But also with that, make sure you don't have three red mana. You don't need Correct. You never need three red (laughs) mana. You need two. Because you need two and then you're done. If you get get a Jetmere's Garden and you're lucky enough to have gotten a Sundown Pass, you're golden. You're absolutely happy because you've got what you want and you don't have to worry about where your white mana is coming from anymore. Yeah. But I feel like there is more. There is a fight there for mana, so. It, it needs more Sundown Pass. It needs more white-red mana. I don't think you can put more Sundown Pass in the deck. I'm thinking it needs... What's, what is the pain land? Battlefield Forge. It needs four Battlefield Forge in this deck. In- That's what this deck... Instead of the inst- pathway. Instead of... I don't know about that, that particular pathway, but I would take out all the pathways and replace them with the... Dual li- the <clears throat> pain lands instead with this deck, and I bet you this deck will be a lot better. I think you're going to have to anyway because Zendikar is rotating out. Oh, look at that! Yeah, <laughs> pathways are voting out of standard. By pathways, you were good lands. Mm-hmm. Like legitimately, those were good lands. Not the greatest, not the best. No, they were lands, good, though. but they were very good dual lands. I think we're getting a good replacement with the Painlands. Yeah, I love the Painlands. I always have. I think the Painlands are better than the Pathways. Yeah, always. I agree. 100% always better than the, path, the Pathways. Though the well, pathways, no. Not, you did your job well. Not 100% all the time, but... How? How, how is a Pathway better than a Painland? When you're playing against Mono Red. And you just need that's, all the life you can get. I'd still rather pay the still rather do the other one because it can still tap for colorless and not hurt you. True. And you can require the other lands around you to pay for color. That's what makes them so good. Mm-hmm. You got any other deck lists besides this one, Tony? Uh, I don't know what else. I mean, I played other decks this week. I just don't know. <laughs> but nothing else worth talking about. <clears throat> I don't know. That's, that's where I'm at, Let me just too. double I've... check. I played the fight rigging deck. I've still enjoyed the rally the ancestors but it's not very good <laughs> nope nope i have played just this pretty much all week and i've been yeah. drafting a lot that's good yeah 
I figured you were, you had drafted. That's what you uh, had switched it up this week with. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Draft. I drafted this week. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, the arena cube though is fun. It's just seems like a waste of gold, but correct. Which is why I haven't done it. It but it's just a lot seems of fun. like it's a waste of gold. Yeah, and vintage cube is up right now on Magic Online. So I did on one what? of those. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of this. It's called Magic Online MTGO. Oh yeah, I. I remember them talking about that when I was in high school. <laughs> I do. I remember them talking about why would I want to play Magic? What happens if they shut down the server and then you lose all your cards? Pfft, I don't want to do that. Literally a conversation I overheard mm-hmm. two people having when I was in high school. It's and still now up here I am. Not just that, but now here I am on Arena doing <laughs> exactly that. Yep. Exactly that. And, and Magic Online is kind of that, but not really. Uh, you can find the Filthy Net Deckers podcast on all social media. Kind of follow us everywhere if you can. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Nate is going to join this week. I swear he is. Nope. Yep. I need another like on my new uh, Magic Pack opener page. So, <laughs> And if I ever go on TikTok, I cannot like your stuff because it would just show me more flipping or rippets from around the internet. And I don't want to see that. That sounds amazing. You can find me at MTG underscore Tony or Nate at Darth Eretic on Twitter. <laughs> Darth Eretic. <laughs> oh, that's just for uh, just for me and Nate right there. <laughs> uh, Darth Eretic is also on Twitch at Darth Eretic MTG. Check him out. <laughs> Wow, is he? Well, I haven't seen him in in he eight used to months. Be. He used to be. Patreon.com slash filthy net takers if you want to become part of the greatest people on this earth. Our patrons. Amen. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> and with that, we are done. Yeah. Thank you all. Goodbye. That's it. We're done. Goodbye.